It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you So, there's no song and um, yeah, just back for another week of the pod. It's me, Kalechi, in the place to be. And you are listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. And guess who is here with me this week? The baby boy, the Kevin the Morosky is here this week. Because um, we're at a beautiful house by the water for Christmas. So this has been recorded on Christmas day. We've just had Christmas dinner and literally we're all, we're just tired. Tired. Yeah. Exhausted. We're proper tired. Yeah. Like I'm just drunk on food. Yeah. And, um, this is your first time eating meat in how many years? (laughs) Sorry. I was thinking about being gay and wondering what (laughs) Like, Excuse we're me. getting into it that quick. Okay. Um, you know what? I can tell you exactly. Hold on. Um, where's this? At? But it wasn't me, by the way, because I just want to make that clear. I for feel all like the... it was you. No, I want to make that clear for all the vegans out there. The vegans, the vegans, the vegans was not me. I'm not that. I'm trying to be on the path of giving up um, meat. So. That's what she, he said. But. Uh, I'm not so I. Lev. What's wrong? Lev is so extra. No, because we made a deal about the Lego. And that's another thing. Kevin's helping Lev to build this Lego set that he got him, bought him for Christmas. And so it's like, if you let us record, then we'll build this extra Lego bits that you have. Um, so, my own star so, so we're just... Well, Virgo squared. That's literally what I'm dealing with right now. I'm the Libra in a situation with two Virgos and I'm being battered up from every which direction. Kevin will cuss me. Lev will cuss me. Kevin will cuss me. Lev will cuss no, me. You, so, You've battered bad, me a couple of times. <laughs> a couple of days. Who said that to Lev? Nobody can say anything to Lev because Lev's a bad man. No. No. No? No. What is Lev then? Yeah. Eh? You're a shark. Okay, you're a shark. Okay, fair enough. There you go. There you have it. Lev has proclaimed himself to be a shark. Um, but yeah, he wants to build his Lego set. So that's why this episode will be nice and short because we know that it's Boxing Day and you people have things to do. Did you find it? Yes, I have been a vegetarian for four years, five months, 23 days, 17 hours, 32 minutes and 50 seconds. Wow. And today, collection made me eat me. That is a lie. No, that is a lie. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I just like something said, um, have lamb. And I really felt it in myself to have it. And I just, I don't know. I, I also, if I'm really honest, feel like since being a vegetarian, um, you can't lose these bits. So I can't build your shark. Yeah. Um, build my shark. Yeah, I can't build it if you lose the bits because then you're going to bad me up and it's not fair. Right. Why are you smiling when I said you bad me up? Because Lev is cussing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Build a shark, build a shark, build a shark. Um, all right, I'll try and do it, but you've got to sit here quietly for me. Promise? Yeah. Thank you. Um, I don't know, something just said about eating meat and it felt like the right time. And I feel good. And I haven't felt, I don't know, I don't think vegetarian, um, this is how tired I am, vegetarian, uh, being a vegetarian has actually um, kept me super, super healthy. Okay, fair I'm enough. I'm not entirely sure that it has. Um, it's just very, yeah, I don't know. So we're trying new things. Fair enough. I, I love that for you. Um, yeah. I love that for you. And so, yeah, that's what we're doing um, in this lovely, lovely house by the water um, and having Christmas dinner and basically just being exhausted. So after this, probably chill for a bit, have uh, one of the many desserts. I don't know why we thought that us three or two and a half of a, a bit of, of a sized people was going to get through. All, but I want the lemon tart, even though the... I love a lemon tart. Yeah. Palette cleanser. That's it. And even though the dish patch meal that I ordered from Michelle Rue or whatever has this um, chocolate uh, chocolate log situation, I don't know if I want that. Um, yeah, I don't know if I want that. Anyway, let's not waste time then. Let's get on to, well, Merry Christmas to you all for those who celebrate. Happy holidays to every order people them, um, to the baby boys, the baby girls, the baby non-binaries, big up yourselves. Also, before I forget, before we get into the bits, so the live show is happening in New York. It is happening and I can't believe it myself. I know, I know, I know. The live show is happening in New York. It's going to be at SOB's Sounds um, of Brazil. It's going to be on Thursday, April the 13th in New York City. In New York. Concrete jungle, jungle with things Lev is covering his ears. He's You're like, so disrespectful. Lev is like, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, so yeah, New York, April 13th, we move. And so my New Yorkers, my New Yorkers, my New Yorkers, I know you're going to cuss me for that when you see me too, but I hope I see you all there. Um, tickets go on sale on the 3rd of January. I'll post the link um, in the, uh, what is it called? In the caption, I'll post the link on social so you can grab it from there. Um, so you can get your tickets. Tickets will be $30. And I'm just proper excited. Like I'm going to have a live show in New York. It's an absolute madness. Um, it's, a must, very much, it's a yeah, must though. It's a must. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really, really excited about it. Um, so Thursday, 13th of April, we move my New Yorkers because you lot have been, and it's not just the New Yorkers. I know that some of you, if you're in a DC area, you know, you can roll through. And I know my Toronto rights. I know that's not what you're called. Are you called the Torontarians? I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, but what you, I know that you're going to come through my people from Toronto. You can come to New York. I know that um, I've been told, well, you should just do a separate show in Toronto, separate show in Atlanta, separate show in LA. But when you lot are paying for the flights, then we could talk. But I think that it's a good place to start to just do New York. Um, so I'm really excited. So like I said, the live show will be in New York at SOBs on um, Thursday, 13th of April. Um, doors will open at 7 p.m. And uh, the tickets go on sale on the 3rd of Jan. 3rd of Jan is a very special day to me. So I just thought that that would be a great day to... Um, have the tickets go live so you get your tickets and it'll be super exciting to see you all 
ah, New York. Anyway, so that's by the by. Let's get into the thing. So which letter did I pick out this week? Um, dear Kalechi, first of all, I want to say a huge thank you. I've been following you pretty much from the start and you truly keep me smiling, laughing, learning, nodding to the cusses and so much more. Um, I'm a mum of two and married for coming up to 10 years. Neither have been easy. I had my daughter at 18 and got married at uh, 21. On top of this, I am a teacher and have been for 10 years now. I went into teaching to make sure that black children in my class would always feel seen, heard and represented. For the past year, I've been feeling very lost in this role with the lack of money being pumped into schools to fund diverse and rich opportunities and the lack of money being pumped into my personal pocket to ensure that I can provide these opportunities to, for my own children has led me looking elsewhere. But beyond the money, what is being asked of teachers is becoming too much. And I find myself feeling so drained um, that I uh, have nothing left to give the kids. So I've begun a journey of retraining in a career which will allow me to be much more present for my own kids and hopefully work for an organization and one day myself to still inspire and be a role model for little black girls and boys everywhere. My children are at the age where um, I want to be present and this career no longer allows that. My mum was a single hardworking mum and now my husband and I are both hardworking. But I remember my um, I remember my mum not picking me up never when she did. Um, I don't want our kids to remember us working or planning and not remember the times we were there. Now, like I said, I've been a teacher for 10 years straight out of uni. So this changing career is a huge deal for me. But as I'm searching and applying the longing to leave this growing, um, the, sorry, the longing to leave is growing and the anxiety when I have to return to the classroom on Mondays is a lot. Literally chest palpitations, lack of sleep, random outbursts of tears. I just need to leave. I really do not feel called to be here anymore. And I hate being where I do not want to be. So my question to spirit is, am I choosing the right path? Is this the right time? I've been applying and studying for a year now in project management. And I feel like I have gotten nowhere. Any help would be good because these kids in these schools will uh, be wild. Their parents are wild. And I don't know how much longer I can smile and stay calm. Spirit, please help a baby girl. Kalechi, love you long time. Wishing you and your beautiful family peace, prosperity, and love always. Thank you, baby girl. So let's get into it. I mean, off the bat, what I'll say is that from just reading your message before even pulling the cards out, you're choosing um, um, your roles based on practicality and not passion. Because even this project management um role that you're studying and training for, you don't want to be there either. You don't even want to do that. So why are you doing things? Because you think you should be doing them. Do the things that you want to do. Omar, nobody knows tomorrow. How much time will you spend? And of course, fam, I know that you've got kids. I know that you and your husband have all of these things to consider. But this is when a partnership, if you've got a strong partnership, this is when it pays off. You should go and get to explore the things that you need to explore so you find what you feel called to do, like truly called to do. And he can hold down the fort. And when you're sorting that out, um, or when you feel like you've sorted that out, he can have his time to figure out what he wants to do too. It should he feel that way. But at the moment, you're choosing things with your head and not your heart, and it's got to change. Hold on. Spirit. Yeah. 
Girl, even spirit's telling you off. Look at that. I'm just getting the rest of the cards out. I'm just going to grab all of them since they wanted all of them out for you. Oh, oh that's beautiful. Oh. So you're saying that you dread. Essentially, you're almost having panic attacks and not wanting to go into work on a Monday because it's just too much for you. The first card you've got is the Page of Wands, which is looking at a new opportunity and going in that direction and taking action. Page of Wands in reverse in this situation is looking the other way. Spirit is saying that even this new path that you've chosen is not the one for you. It's not the one for you. And you've got the Justice card in reverse. It won't add balance to your life. So, so this feels like a very Libra energy as well because the Justice card is about Libra. This is it for you. And then right next to that, those are the two only two cards that come out up, right, I'm sorry, upside down. So that's talking about the, um, your present situation. However, the judgment card here um, comes out straight after the justice card. And this is spirit saying to you from 2020, because I'm looking at the 20 at the top of the card. From 2020, you've known, you felt this unrest that where you are, is not where you should be. And you've known that we've got here, sorry, I'm looking at the, we've got Pluto, no, sorry, we've got Mercury number six in Libra. And we've got the justice card that came out as well. Um, since 2020, you've, you felt like you were almost awakening from the dead, like you were awakening to your own life. You started to feel unrest, like you're being thawed out. Like imagine if you were frozen and now you're being thawed out and you're realizing that, rah, I can't be in these situations before where I was just happy to be there and, um, and not complain. The judgment card coming out is reminding you of that, that you're awakening to the fact that this isn't serving you and you need to go with that. Stop going to places that make you uncomfortable. Stop making decisions short and um, um, like purely out of practicality. Now, I want to send you all the love because I can't imagine that it was easy raising your child from the age of 18 years old, like having a child at 18, like big up yourself for how far you've come. Like I was big, big 33 having Lev and fam. I got spun. I got spun. So you are 18. You've done so well. And I know that from that space, even decisions that I need to make now as a mother, sometimes I'm making practical decisions and they aren't necessarily the things that I want to do. So I have to constantly remind myself, no, outside of making practical decisions that um, look after your son and yourself, what is it that you want? What do you feel passionate about? And that's what we're getting here that you've operated in that space for so long of doing things out of practicality that you actually don't even know how to revert back to. Okay. So what do I like? What, 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 what turns me on? And when you do that, when you wake up to yourself and to your needs, we've got the ace of pentacles here. If you can do that by spring, summer, um, September joggers, um, by the time that you, um, allow yourself to wake up to your own desires, you'll find that an opportunity actually comes looking for you around that time. It's not something that you necessarily need to go searching for, but you need to start doing things that you're passionate about. What are your hobby, hobbies? When your husband is looking after the kids, what do you yearn to do? Do more of that because possibly what you want to do, what you can make a career out of is actually in those things, the things that you're excited knowing that, oh, that's in my diary. I can't wait for that later on. And then next we've got the nine of pentacles. Don't worry 
too much. I know that it sounds woo-woo and I'm saying this in a cost of living crisis, but you've got nine of pentacles here says that, fam, your money's long. Your money's long into well, well into old age. Like you're good. And then you've got the nine of cups. Like emotional fulfillment is yours. Like all of these things are working in your favor. But sometimes our blessings need us to be brave. Our blessings need us to be brave. Our blessings need to know that we um, are about it. Like, and sometimes we need to mature into our blessings. Like we go, oh, when are my things going to come? When are my things going to come? Lev is tired of me talking. Let me tell you that. Lev. <laughs> no, come on, come back. Because look, I'm doing the tongue now. When am I, when are my blessings going to come? When are my things going to come? The blessings never went anywhere. The blessings are where the blessings are. You just need to level up to where the blessings are in that you need to be honest with yourself. What is it that I desire? Because when you decide what it is you desire and you open that door, ta-da, your blessings are right there waiting. Ta-da. Exactly. But until you admit that I want to open that door and I want to see what's behind that door, you won't know where your blessings are. So let's see what else we've got. Thank you, Lev. I'm just going to call it Lev Yawns. It will be the, what, what we call this episode. That's literally, other people are like, oh my God, Kalechi, you're so amazing. You're so amazing. I bore Lev. So. I'm Kalechi your car for. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh. Oh, so from this, uh, from the Dickhead in Recovery Affirmation cards, you got, I cherish the moments that I'm courageous enough to be vulnerable. And like I was just saying, like, you've got to be brave enough for your blessings. You've got to be brave enough for your blessings. And right now it's not giving, it's not giving brave. You have to. So I don't think you should be doing this whole project management thing because it doesn't feel like you want to be there either. And what, after two years, you're going to start stressing again. Save yourself time. Go towards what it is you want to do now. I mean, if you've paid for the course and you have to see it through, see it through. But for, um, like, fam, you've got to do what speaks to you. Spirit, should baby girl continue down this path of teaching and project management? I'm using the yes, no deck now for you. You hear all the shuffling. Levers, like, exhausted after their Christmas dinner as well. Uh, okay. Jupiter in Sagittarius, upside down. Haha. <laughs> Best of three. You've got the tower and it says no. Mars. One more card. Best of three. It's already given me yes in reverse. So I'm meant to read that one as a no. It says imbalance, self-indulgence, excess, clashing, lack of perspective, discord, antagonism, recklessness, hastiness, hastiness speaks to your current situation because you're trying to jump out of the pan, but you're jumping into the fire. You've got um, Libra, Aquarius, Gemini, air sign energy here. So Libra keeps coming out strongly in this uh, reading. Um, uh, Came out in reverse, so that's a no. So you've got three no's. Lack of ideas, intellectual inability, failure, hostility. You've got got to get more creative. You've got to get more creative about your... um, your plan to leave where you are, your exit strategy. And it, I need you to come out of your head. If your head, if money wasn't an issue and your head wasn't running the show, what would you like to do right now? If, if you had no worries whatsoever, everything was set, what would you in your heart of hearts want to do right now? Lev yawned again. Um, think about that. 
because that is where you're being called to. We were talking about this as something similar earlier, isn't it? And mm-hmm. it's like when we're talking about um, blessings and doors being open and doors opening, not only to your opportunities, but also to let out, let go of and of the things that aren't serving you. Yes. The door has to open to do several things. But um, also sometimes we're just in front of that door, blocking the door, blocking yeah. the thing. And it's like, no, nah, let it be. Let it flow. Be Follow that feeling. See how left in you York when I was talking. Well, there you go. No, you are. You're it's the Virgo effect. You, you don't yawn when Uncle Kevin is talking, but you yawn when I'm talking. I'm telling you, because I'm going to pass the kingdom down to you. So, uh-huh. going. Yeah. okay, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. You don't want to be. Lev is so funny. He doesn't want to be noticed, but at the same time, he yeah. wants to be noticed. Lev, you don't want to be trapped. Who was going to trap you? Huh? Uncle uh- Kevin. Oh, there you. There you go. Yeah. Wow. It's all right. It'd be like and he'll say these cheeky things and then he'll start making any sort of cute face. Anyway, so I hope that a message resonates with you, uh, baby girl. Um, because like we said, it is that your blessings for them to come in. Sometimes you have to let something go and you have to be more creative with what those blessings look like. Just simply being like, I desperately need to get out of this situation. So you're just choosing anything means that that opportunity is also met from a place of desperation. Start meeting these things from a place of passion. What ignites your soul? What makes your pum pum tingle? Go there. Do that thing. But don't keep thinking about Fam, look at the way, look at the way that life is working. Look at the, what all the politicians are doing. Nobody cares. So why do you have to do all the caring? Like, I know that you've got responsibilities. I know that you've got children. I know that you've got things to think about. But come on, think of yourself. Put yourself first. What do you want to do? And do that. So I hope that that resonates with you. Um, cool. I'll pick up the this week's show sponsor, who are ExpressVPN, and I'll be right back. Pick up ExpressVPN for sponsoring this week's uh, podcast episode. ExpressVPN is an app that lets you change your online location. And this lets you trick uh, platforms like Netflix into giving you a whole new library of content. Because if you didn't know, Netflix has different shows in every country. So I use ExpressVPN when I'm trying to watch a whole thing, whether it's Abbott Elementary or reruns of Insecure, um, whatever the case may be. There are so many shows that the girlies are getting into in America that I can't even see over here. And I know some of you lot love the K-dramas. Is that what they're called? Again, you have access to them so, so easily if you have um, an app like ExpressVPN. So all you have to do, because it's super simple, Just fire up the ExpressVPN app on your computer or TV or your phone. Change your location to whichever country that you need to be from so you can watch your thing easily. Refresh um, the app that you're using, whether it's Netflix or whatever. And that's it. ExpressVPN lets you choose from almost 100 different countries. So just imagine all the Netflix libraries you can go through. But it's not just Netflix, like I said. ExpressVPN helps you to access more content on all streaming services, Disney Plus, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, anything, anything, you name it. 
I've tried other VPNs in the past and they were slow, but the reason why I love ExpressVPN is because it's fast. There's never any buffering or lag and all my shows stream in HD quality. And that's what you really want. I don't want to be watching the thing and all I'm seeing is, uh, 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 you want to watch it and it looks proper. So if you're sick of all the cheesy shows that you've already seen over and over and you want to be able to see some other bits this holiday season, Gift yourself a brand new library of content. Go to expressvpn.com slash straws right now and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash straws um, to get your thing. That's expressvpn.com slash straws um, to learn more and go and get your life. Okay, let's get to Share Your Magnificence. So for Share Your Magnificence, I mean, there's a letter. So let me quickly, uh, as much as I've said that I want to keep this episode super short, I saw one of your letters and I said, let me get that in before I do my Share Your Magnificence. Um, you send so many things in, but I saw that and I was like, yeah, you should definitely, definitely read this. You all send the most wonderful letters. Here we go. Let's see here. Good morning, Kalechi. I hope you and your family are well. I've been meaning to write into you for some time now, but it's just been, but I've just been putting it off. But the ancestors told me at the beginning of the week to stop delaying completing tasks. So here I am. I'm currently 38 plus six weeks pregnant. And let me tell you something. I'm giving birth to your number one fan. Anytime I listen to your podcast, he literally starts doing backflips. His favourite episode so far is Dear Keisha's Mum. Because <laughs> he knows. He knows he'll never bring shame on his mum like that ever. Amen. I thought he was going to jump out of my womb. So I'm currently not up to date as I wanted to save them up for his birth. So he has something enjoyable to listen to as he enters the world. Oh, I love that. Anywho, back to the show, Your Magnificence. It's me. This week, I had a midwife appointment and she was concerned that she couldn't get the same measurements as the previous midwife, so reversed, um, referred me for a growth scan. I thought no biggie, measuring my uterus with the tape measure isn't very accurate and it's been a different midwife each time. So I went for the scan. After the scan, the doctor spoke to me and said that the baby's growing slower than expected and they would like to induce me. I was thinking, what the F? Obviously, I wasn't expecting this, so it threw me off. Through the tears and trying to process this information, I was extremely proud of myself for not agreeing to the induction. Yes, my G, that second, and being able to ask what the alternatives were. I don't believe I would have this strength if I hadn't been listening to your podcast and hearing about your experience. Um, would I have realized I have a right to decline, not make an instant decision, ask for a second opinion, and what the alternatives are? Anyway, the idiots still try to book me in for induction today, which I've declined and I've um, agreed to come in to monitor the baby. And this time I am armed with my questions. Thank you, Kalechi, for showing us all, um, showing all of us baby people that there is power in our voices. And if something doesn't feel right to speak up, oh, baby girl, I'm so, so proud of you. And I'm so glad that you did that. Like there's an account that I follow and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, I think it's Kemi birth something I need to check but she always advocates for the fact that the system that we have in this country really tries to play you when you're pregnant and they try to make things sound like fact where it's just an actual industrial process that they have in terms of bringing children into the world even how like they cut the umbilical cord at a time that they're not meant to cut it they tell you that you need to be induced 
where it like they literally fear monger you into giving birth the way that they want you to give birth. Your body knows what to do. Your baby is absolutely fine. You lot can't measure, move. It's now at how many weeks that you're telling me, oh, we don't think the baby's growing at the rate. If you don't piss off, do everything the way that you've been doing. Trust your, trust your body, trust yourself, trust your son. Everything is fine. Do not, like you said, do not let the, these idiots come and tell you about, we're going to, and that's how they try to bully people. Oh, we're going to induce you to that move about. Like, oh, we booked you in today. Well, that's fine. I'm not showing up though. So whoever else, that's me, that you think is showing up, maybe they're coming because it's not me. Um, so I'm glad that you stuck to your guns on that. Like you, like you have to advocate for yourself, unfortunately, because the people who are meant to help with this birthing process, sometimes they're pricks. So it really does matter that you think of yourself and what's best for you. And I can't wait for um, your little bab to be earthside and um, to really be listening to the podcast. I mean, I'll probably have to calm down on the swearing, but to be listening to the podcast in person, in a 3D, out in this world. Um, sending you all of the love and for a smooth and um, pleasurable, uh, peaceful delivery. Um, sending you all of the love and two slaps in your chest for sending that through. Definitely, man. Definitely. I love that your son is... Um, Definitely. That's your son's favourite um, episode as well. You're copying Uncle Kevin. What did you say? Please, man. Please, man. Oh, because Uncle Kevin's making you say please. Yes. Okay. Um. Exactly. Dear Kevin... Dear Keisha's mum is that girl in terms of the episodes. I'm glad it wasn't all my sons. Thank you, Lev. I'm glad it wasn't all my sons, you know. Dear Keisha's mum is, is a good one for to, for easing um, little bab into the world. Ha! Thank you, Lev, for being my um, my echo. You're, you're, you're hype, man. Yeah. You're spliff star. Right. Um, well, my show, Your Magnificence, goes out to Megan Pete also known as Megan V. Stallion, what, what? right? Because, and I know that some of you, you're trying to be, you're, you are her friends about trying to be her friends. You are, you are, some of you are her actual friends now. So let her know that she's got all the support over here and, and we really feel for her because what she's been through with this Tory Lanez case all the things that she's been through, losing both her parents, losing her grandmother, this, that, this, that, like in the midst of that, she's studying. She goes back to school. People don't even know when she's on campus that that's Megan the Stallion because she'll just come do her thing and bounce. Like she's put herself through so much trying to better herself. And yet she's had to deal with this short devil that's been bringing drama into her life. So I'm so glad Megan that they convicted um, that fall and they said that he's guilty on all three counts of shooting you having the firearm all of that stuff because it's what's necessary it's literally what's necessary like people like think of somebody so talented pretty smart passionate and you've got the internet going oh well yeah well it happened to her oh well you know, did he shoot her? First it was, did he shoot her? Then it, I don't think he shot her, didn't shoot her. You've got people like Drake putting it in their lyrics about, oh, you lied about get, um, getting shot. 
or whatever, whatever. You've got all of these things happening. She's trying to keep her cool, trying to keep her peace. So now what are those people saying? So big up yourself, Megan, in the midst of all of that for hanging tight. Yeah, I love, I love Megan Salian. So many people owe her an apology. Um, I'm glad that Smurf got what had he had come into him. Yeah. That best friend is a general, that wayward stylist and, and that wig that looked like it washed up on the seaside where we're at. <laughs> him as well. All of you lot. I can't even say what I want to say because baby boy's in the room. <laughs> you're all disgusting. Every single one of you. Every single at the end of the day, someone like she got shot. She got shot. That's the conversation. She got shot. Who shot her? And getting to the bottom of that is the thing. All of this other stuff in between of like, was she drunk? Is she aggressive when she's not drunk? Um, who she did and didn't sleep with? Who was? The, what's that got? She got shot. Yeah. She got shot. That's it. That's the conversation. Disgusting. I, it's disgusting. And I'm disgusted by the number of people who were like, they heard the, the verdict and they were like, really? Oh, even his dad, um, Smurf Senior, that was like, oh, he was like, oh, Rock Nation are behind this. Ra 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 ra. Why would Rock Nation have time for your son, Tory Pathway, about lanes? Like, why would they have time for him? What? And it, your whole case is happening in LA. What are you talking about? Somebody tweeted, Jay Z couldn't even get us to download Tidal. Why do you think he's going to be able to sway a jury? Like, behave. And I also want to say like a massive F you to the um to the black uh journalists or or platforms uh publications that should have been covering this and didn't. Essence, you're now tweeting memes after the verdict has been reached, but throughout the whole thing, you lot were silent, silent, showing her no support. Megan didn't have any support from anybody because you were waiting to see which way it would go. And to me, that's really cowardly. And I just feel it like I had to say, you know, big Megan up as Shea Magnificence because while I'm not on the level of fame that she is, I know what it, like this really what it feels like when people are attacking you for no good reason. Like if you look at the basic reason that people are coming at you, it is mad and it is unfounded. Yet other people are happy to just look on and be like, oh yeah, well, you know, she is outspoken and she is loud sometimes. Why does that, how do you think that that validates how I'm being treated? How do you think that, so like you say, oh, she slept with this person, that person. So, 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 what, so that means that she deserves to be shot? Oh, well, if she's hanging around with guys, she should know what to expect. So you're saying that guys are violent. Because now when we say men are violent, oh, not all men. Okay, so make up your mind. But this, if anything, and this isn't the case of victim shaming, none of that. This, if anything, tells us, please stay away from short men. Please. And if you're the same height as them, that's fine, because they're your, they're your height peers. Stay with your height peers. But you tall women please stay away from short men because they're jealous of your height. And look at how he shot her foot. Yeah, yeah, he was shooting everywhere, but he wanted to bring her down in height because he's jealous, because he's not receiving the first round of oxygen. He's receiving whatever is left that makes it over to the five foot twos. So... Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> No, you're rude. Go, go to your bed. What is wrong with you? 
that really caught me off guard. <laughs> you know, it, I, it, these times people have forgot I'm here because I'm under manners from from a three year old building his Lego to keep him <laughs> under manners, and then you're saying things like this. But it's true though. It's true though. And Papa Smurf, just to add to that. Imagine you came and you made up all the names and calling out all these names and Rock Nation and Gen Z, <laughs> but at no point are you questioning the way that you raised your son. Right. Your son shot somebody. After that, he went and hit August Alcina in the face. He's also... And then you pulled that poor boy out of school to be parading him up and down for sympathy. And he had to watch you get cuffed and taken away. Then you've got black men saying, I can't believe black women are separ- celebrating a black man being separated from his child. You're acting as if that's the, the the legal system is to blame for that. Remember the same legal system that didn't even want to give us justice for Breonna Taylor. They It's rare that the legal system rules in favour of black women. So you know that this ninja had to have really, really effed up to be in the situation that he's in, where even the legal, the legal system is like, oh, we've got to choose between a black man and a black woman. Oh, we're going to choose a black woman. on the-. It's an anomaly. It's a glitch in the matrix. From when I saw Auntie come out in that Tweety Bird top, I was like, all of you are a mess. Everyone's wayward. You wore a whole Tweety Bird outfit. You, it was your energy. And this is another thing. He tweeted a while ago, oh, let's see how well this ages. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No tongue that rises. I don't know why people, when they've moved mad, have the cheek, the audacity, the gall, the temerity to bring God into their messiness. Like, stop mentioning God. God, in fact, will now get involved and really, really flog you. Stop mentioning God when you know that you're mad, unless you're delusional and you really don't realise that you're mad. Talking about no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I hope that we can all take it into our hearts today to understand that sometimes you are the weapon that's formed against yourself and that is why you're not prospering. You are the weapon. Or your hairline. (laughs) His toupee. Where's it got on you? (laughs) Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Take back that. Take back that leprechaun. Take him back immediately. And he ain't got no gold on top of that. Imagine you're, and that's another thing. We don't talk enough about jealous cishet men. They enter into these dynamics with um, with women, black women, and all they like, whether they want to admit it overtly or not, all they're trying to do is undermine you. Because when it came out, they weren't arguing over well, who slept with whom. They were arguing over singles. They were actually arguing over singles and who charted where. And he got upset because he's not charting like Meg is charting. That's what he got upset over. You're jealous. But you, can I just say something? You you specifically, and just talking to black men, you black men that carry on like this and do not protect black women and have all of this film for, for black women. You don't have this film for white women, you know? No. You don't have this energy. Um, you don't have this energy uh, for white women, whatever. I'm like, you would never talk to a... T- Taylor Swift like this, no. as Selena Gomez, any any of those, any of those girls, you'll never ever in a million years, and it's embarrassing, and it's embarrassing, and if all of you, in this next coming week of you know it's that weird time between Christmas and New Year, and everyone's figuring out, if all of you do not take this as a sign to learn and understand that you cannot play around with black women or everything you love will crumble. If you do not learn this in the next seven days, 23 is a wrap for you. Ooh. It's a wrap for you. So I'm really telling you, Pluto and Aquarius, like people are going to be getting their karma. And the thing is, Megan the Stallion, she has Venus in Capricorn. Venus, like what? Venus in Capricorn. And then all these transits happening in Capricorn. 
Palmer was going to get dished out on her behalf, okay? And Drake needs to be dragged. Joe Button needs to be dragged. All um, the baby, all of these people that decided to come and speak out. Look at how all the tongues that raised up themselves up against her are now falling. The, the decline of Drake's career is imminent because why would you do such? You raggedy light skin. Why would you do such? <laughs> when Kanye's there, Kanye is right there talking mess about your people, your mother's people. You stay dead silent, but it's Megan that you have energy for. Right. Aubrey, Aubrey, don't let that surgery get to your head. You could you could go and buy abs, but you couldn't buy sense. Behave yourself. Ridiculous behavior. I'm so glad you brought that up again because it's like. Again, it's that vim. Like you've got vim for everyone else. You've got vim for everyone that looks like your mothers, your mothers, but not for the people who are actually doing you harm. So none of you men are checking each other in a way that you should be checking each other. And then, as you said, with Drake, I've been watching that and I'm like, where are you? Where are you? But notice how Drake does right by his white mother. Because people look at how Drake is not moving mad towards anybody that look when he decided to go and have a baby mother. Did he not go and find wee wee ho ho ho? <laughs> yeah. That's why his son is now. I don't listen to how That's what he went to go and do because Drake is joining you to come and make money from misogynoir, and then he'll quietly go off in the distance with a white woman and go about his business. But he's coming to join you in the circus of disrespecting black women because he knows that you lot are clowns. And he's joining you there. Instead of him to come and open his mouth, run a dis like run a sick diss track about Kanye. You say nothing. Where is the energy? You didn't even have that kind of energy. When um Pusher was coming for your family, you had to calm down. You couldn't even bring the energy to Pusha T, but suddenly you have it's Megan that you have energy for. And you know Megan will wrap you under the table, she will wrap rings around you. It's a funny thing with that as well, because I think when they were when he was trying to bring up Pusha's wife or to be wife at the time, I can't remember if they were married. Um, I remember there was discourse online, like, oh, why is he getting so vexed about? And I was like, why is he getting so vexed about him trying to talk about his fiance or wife to be? Mm. And I remember watching an um, interview with Pusha T and was like, nah, that's 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 my nah. Yeah. Very much like not having a bar of it. All of that to say that. I was like, oh, I get it now what I'm not connecting, but I'm connecting it now in that here is a dark-skinned black man defending his dark-skinned wife, fiance, mm -hmm. and so, you lot glitching. You, could, you can't but get it. But it's the same thing with Will Smith backing Jada. How dare a black man? And then that uh, Holmes, TJ, whatever his name is, that was uh, like cussing him out on his show saying, I can't believe Will did that. He set us black men back by rare, rare, rare. You're now found to have been sleeping with your co-host on Good Morning uh, America. You were sleeping with your co-host and then and then she got to, to return to her job, the white blonde woman, and you're not allowed to return. And they made it out like, oh, it's because you were sleeping with loads of other people who worked in that establishment at the same time. Is their relationship done? I guess so. Well, either way, he's not allowed to return to set. And so you see, you'll follow these white women off a cliff. 
And there's nothing, again, I have to stress that this is not about interracial relationships. It's not. What we're talking about is the dynamics that people let run in our society. And time and time again, we're seeing the ways in which people really get upset when they see a black man defending a black woman. And that is what I saw a lot of with the Will Smith and that's um, and Jada's situation. And that's ultimately what he's being punished for. It's not that he slapped up Chris Rock. Because if he had slapped up Chris Rock for Taylor Swift, people would have been like, well, I don't like violence. We have to protect the women in our community. They would have said that and they would have let it run. It's the fact that he did that for a black woman? Nah, nah. And of course, Will has said that he's at fault and all of that and da 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 Fine, do that. But my whole thing is, Megan, you're pretty, you're talented, you're this, you're that, you're tall. Like, and you're, even with losing the people that matter most to you, especially your mum, you're still badding up everybody in the game that intimidates so many men men do not sit down especially cishet men you do not sit down enough to admit in your heart of hearts how successful women intimidate you you try to make it out oh i love powerful women i love it. you don't really because when you're up close and personal with them you're not doing anything to add to their power in fact you're trying to break them down from the inside and that's what that little engine that could not was trying to do to megan tori doesn't even have to sit down no Every time he tweeted, every tongue that rises, but sir, you are five foot two. The tongues do not have to rise up that high against you, so they're not going to fall that far. Okay, behave. And then it, uh, I was telling you, my um, I don't want to say my favorite bit of the trial, but when that witness came, was that and then the short man, <laughs> and then the lawyer was like, So you saw the short man, I was like, You lot just. You don't really just came just to call this man short in court. That's be, all you came for. Honestly, there was a reason that Napoleon did what he did. And uh, like, be like, if you are five foot two and your man's five foot two, you are equally yoked. Do what you're doing. But if you are five foot ten and this person is five foot two, you can't carry them like a cradle. You can't be now carrying them doing um, harsha bye, baby, on the treetop. No. Let it go. Let it go. Because no, no. And that just lets me know that the music industry is dry and suffering. Because I would look like Megan the Stallion and be five foot ten and be wrapping rings around everybody. And I'd be date I'd, I'd sleep with top. Nah, the industry is suffering. But she she went and and now we've seen her man, and her man is gorgeous. He's of um, you know, is he taller than her? He's taller than her. You know, sometimes. When you're in a bad place, you make certain decisions. And he was the decision that she made in a bad place, the legit, a little engine that could not. Um, and now she's, you know, thriving. Her man's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. And he actively defended her online when all of these things were happening. He spoke up because, again, some men will be like, protect black women, protect black women. Some of you have enough vim to speak out for Megan the Stallion, but the actual black women that you know in the day to day, you're not saying much because you know the Megan the Stallion um, uh, narrative um, and the discourse will get you retweets, will get you likes, but you're not actively, you're not actively doing the work. And so, and again, those of you who aren't dating five foot two men, but you swear down that you love Drake, that you love Joe Budden, but, uh, Budden can you see how the people that you desire are a problem? I mean, we've known Joe Budden was a problem from when he was beating pregnancies out of people. Sorry, trigger warning, should have come there. Um, but Drake, like, he's corny, he's cheesy, he's toxic. Like, nah, 
Nah. So two slaps on your chest, Megan. While holding it down, if you decide that you want to take a break from rapping, you don't want to interact with any person again, I totally get it. Do what you need to do because they really, really tried you. But the people that ride for you in the spirit realm, in the ancestral realm, they don't rest. They do not rest and they will not let any nonsense come and find you. Because I was sickened by the fact that um, knowing that Tori could get up to 20 years for um, the three counts of everything that happened, a black guy tweeted, Oh, he might as well have just shot him. Um, he might as well have just killed her then. And then he would have got 23 years. Your mum. Literally. Your mum. And, and I, I I mean that in a very disrespectful way, but also your mum. Like, your mum is a black woman. I don't get it. Your mum is a black woman. If someone said that about your mum, you would go mental. Right. This is where you should be moving from. Someone said that about your sister. Someone said that about such and such. You know, but above that as well, do not get me wrong, it shouldn't be based on um, um, proximity. Yeah. Uh, it should just be common sense. It's just like, are you all right? And then at the same time, you then want to go off and have big conversations about racial violence and how you're this, that, that, or the other. And then you're going off and uh, creating same, same, if not similar situations and taking out your frustrations on on black women effectively. But you have no vim for anyone else. None of you are bad. I don't rate any of you. I do not rate any of you. So please, like the title, I can't even say because baby boy's in the room, but yeah. what this uh, podcast is unofficially known as, go and do that because you're not bad. None of you are rough. At mm. all. At all. But yeah, big up yourself, Megan. Like, it's you that any tongue that rises up against you will in fact fall. Um, I can't lie though, right? I do love short men. Please don't. <laughs> please don't. Leave them alone. I think, I think it's... Because, they, because you have to understand, because they're that high, they're that much closer to hell. So they receive the messages. They receive the messages so much more readily from hell. And you just... The <laughs> other thing's falling off the wall. It's a word. Amen. Okay, I hear you. I stay away from short, man. They receive the messages directly. And so people have to just move with, be careful. Because you don't know how That's it's doing scary. them. Sometimes, watch. Any of you who are dating short men, when, when, watch them watching you when they don't realise that you're watching them watching you. <laughs> You'll see the jealousy in their eyes. How dare you be able to reach that top cupboard? How dare you? And then on top of that, you won't have the audacity to now wear heels? No. No, they're stressed. They are stressed. Okay? So everybody, I mean, unless you're a, a, a tall person that's like, you know what, I don't mind, whatever, whatever. Fine. If your short person has a lovely heart, then that means that maybe they can override the signals that they're receiving from hell. That's fine. But just be aware. And that's not to say I'm going to say I say all of this and then, you know, I always have something to say about tall men as well, especially the ones that don't train their legs. If they can't be committed to at least building muscle in their legs, they will never be committed to you. So also be aware of that. I've got an excuse and a reason for everybody's wayward behavior. I Trust think me. it's weird if you don't train your legs as well. Me, who doesn't train at all, but at least <laughs> like train your legs. It's in path. Like, so if you don't train your legs, you don't wash your legs. You don't. Do you? you don't. And then we're hearing about some of the men that you lot fancy being um, icked out by washing their own bum. Like, why do you lot choose to fancy men that clearly their hygiene is in the gutter 
no, it's, it's gay, it's gay to touch your own body. So, because your your own body is a male body, so you're what? And these are the men that you want to be taking Instagram photos with when you go to events. Mm. So it doesn't matter what they're wearing. You should know that in between their bum cheeks is caked up poo. <laughs> okay, they've dropped a flamey outfit, but in their in the in their ass crack is poo. Flamey outfit, but but fragrance is femme la poo. Uh, no. Oh the poo poo. Oh the poo poo. No. No, you're wild. And this is this is like straight men, you could have it so easy. Do you know if you just got rid of your homophobia, got one or two gay bedrooms, we'd set you straight. Simple. We'd help you out. We'd, you know, we'd really set you straight. We'd we'd really pull you up, get you to where you want to be. Your life would improve. But no. 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 Oh, I don't want to touch myself. That would be gay. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, moving on to So You Mad. MS exec who stuffed cocaine and MDMA in her bra was caught dealing at famous London nightclub. The 22-year-old fashion marketing, uh, marketing graduate was busted by security at top London nightlife spot fabric when a bag containing the pills were found tucked behind her bra strap. The Marks and Spencer's manager's uh, botched plans to smuggle drugs into a nightclub in her bra um, has seen her narrowly avoid prison. Charlotte Fennessy, a marketing and social media executive for the retail giants, was found with MDMA and cocaine in her underwear, which she was planning to deal in London's fabric nightclub. The 22-year-old fashion marketing graduate was lifted at the popular Farringdon night spot days before Christmas last year after arriving with friends. Security discovered 60 ecstasy pills, 331 milligrams of cocaine, the latter of which she later said was for personal use while searching her on December 19th. Um, Fennessy from Ditton, Kent, um, appeared at Southwark Crown Court uh, pleading guilty to one count of possession of MDMA with intent to supply and one count of possession of cocaine. Um, Stephen Wells prosecuting said she was searched in the usual way by security and they found a bag containing 60 uh, pills concealed behind one of her bra straps. Defense for fantasy described her behavior as completely out of character. This young woman, a university graduate, very focused. She was, uh, she has worked throughout her life. Uh, Andrew Cohen told the court, you pussy clerk. Um, she succeeded very well at university and she has a good job now. This behavior is completely out of character. This hasn't happened before and is unlikely to happen again. This is clearly someone who is not a criminal and finds herself in this situation. This has been horrifying for her friends and family and horrifying for her. This whole business has weighed very heavily on her. The judge spared Fennessy jail, noting she had been immediately cooperative and was now usefully and successfully employed. I have no doubt that you have suffered tremendous anxiety as a result of this, um, recorded John Ryder said. You are not going to pre- a prison either immediately or by way of a suspended sentence. I think you made a mistake and a very serious one. You have likely learned an immense amount from this. Fennessy was given 
a 12-month community order of 80 hours unpaid work and was ordered to pay £340 in prosecution costs and in a victim surcharge. On her LinkedIn profile, she says, I'm a 22-year-old fashion marketing and communications graduate working as social media marketing executive at M&S. Well, well, well. I always find it super interesting how the courts spare white girls, blonde white girls from prison because essentially they're like, oh, it's going to ruin their life. And this is her first time doing this. But if that was a black girl and it was her first time doing this, do you think she would have been spared? This is out of character for her. You, uh, How do you know? How do you know? She just got caught. She got caught that time. You don't, If somebody has the effrontery to try to sneak in how many pills? And you're talking about, oh, this was, no, this baby girl's been at it for a minute. She's been at it for a while. And then you're letting her get away with, oh no, the cocaine was for personal use. Like it upsets me because we're being told in real time that prison therefore is a punitive measure and you're using it mainly to target marginalized people, specifically black people and working class people. You don't use it for somebody like her. There was that white boy who was going to uni in Manchester. He was literally dealing drugs in Manchester, yet he got let off. The white girl that stabbed her boyfriend was at Oxford or wherever she was going. She got let off. Like, oh, it's going to ruin her life if she goes to prison. So that means that you know that prison ruins people's lives. Going to prison ruins people's lives, yet you're happy for any um, a transgression to send black people there without a moment's notice. Um, there was one um, advertising agency that I used to work in. There was one girl that worked there. And um, she was from money already. And to be fair, I'd like, I got on with her. Um, I got on with her. She was all right. Like, you know, she spoke like a toff, la, 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 <laughs> all of that. And, um, but yeah, she was already from money and making all right money, but she would just do like these super lavish things to the point of like, why are you working here? It didn't make sense. Anyway, upon our leaving, um, we, we went to the leaving thing. I don't even know why I ended up going to this leaving thing because Lord knows I don't go to any leaving things because people like to get comfortable outside of work. And mm-hmm. in my head, we're not at work anymore. So if you say anything wayward, I'm taking off your jaw. Yeah. Anyway, went to this thing. She got drunk. Start spilling secrets. Oh, I just make extra money on the side because I saw MDNA on, on the dark wow. net. Wow, 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 wow. This one does this one and this one sells this and this and this and this and this. And And it was all uh, my white pairs counterparts at this particular job place. And um, so when I hear stories like this, it's like you're running running, um, amok, all of you. You're doing, you you lot will sit there and think um, Boris Johnson is one of a kind in terms of doing what he wants to do. And then another one come along and it's like, oh, like, so is he, but the rest aren't. And la, la, la. No, they're all running amok. So even if you go back to um, the first letter that you read and like what we're saying to her about, you know, follow what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. Do it because these people are doing wayward things. Yeah, yeah. So follow your life. 
because people aren't out here respecting anything. And let me tell you, um, there's clearly an underground that we know nothing about where this is how these white people are making their money. But what's mad is that the face of drug dealing has changed and you lot don't want to admit that. You're stopping black men from coming into clubs. You're searching black women to the point that you want to stick your, your finger in there in every orifice that's available to you. You're wanting to do all of that. Meanwhile, it's the blonde white girls or the white girls that are sneaking in every manner. Like she had this one in her bra strap. You're not looking at them. They're walking through. But luckily she fumbled her bag literally. And then you found it on her this time. But how many people are just wandering through knowing that they look innocent, knowing that you're not going to search them like that and getting away with it? It's literally ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. But I thought, let me read that. Um, but another piece of white nonsense, Airbnb announces a ban on slave cabin rentals. Um, what does it say here? Um well, this was from 2019, so I don't even know if I've already mentioned it. Um, in a long overdue announcement, Airbnb says they will no longer allow people to list properties <coughs> that were previously used to house enslaved people um, over the summer, um, as in they won't allow them to book it over the summer, exposing a slave cabin listing in Mississippi uh, that went viral. Now, every slavery-related listing will be swept from the rental site. Uh, the new policy states any listing of a residence on a plantation, if structures that existed during the time of slavery are still present on the property, will be taken down per the report. Additionally, any structures built for the purpose of housing enslaved people will be barred from future listings and renters will be prohibited from using a property's slave related features as a marketing tool. That means no more cozy cabin with charming history listings. Um, the Airbnb spokesman said. Um, that they're actively being taken down. Um, the site-wide ban follows the company's new anti-discrimination initiative called Project Lighthouse. I'm sure I've, I've covered this before, but I just felt like, you know what? Let me touch on this. Um, well, no, um, it's they mention it because it relates back to, um, this is recent because initially people were vexed that these um, cabins were online. And so that's why I ended up talking about it. But now, um, BuzzFeed, uh, BuzzFeed uh, Airbnb have come forward to say, yeah, it's coming down. That that's what they're going to let us know that it's coming down. But I just want to know the sick people that were booking in the first place. Like, you know, that enslaved people, people were held against their will, who were tortured, who were like maimed, who were um, uh, trigger warning raped, all of these things. You know that all of them things happened. And then you've gone, ooh, that's where I'd like to stay. That would be really cute and cozy to go and stay there. And again, I ask you a lot of the same question, but maybe you would. Would you do that on a concentration camp? Would you be like, ooh, um, this is cute. Auschwitz would really like to stay. Would you do that? Because you know that that's disgusting. We all know that that's absolutely abhorrent and disgusting. But somehow we're not applying the same energy as it pertains to plantations. Just think. I don't even have anything to say because I'm, it just it infuriates me to no end. It's just wild, absolutely wild that 
those spaces also haven't been seized, taken back. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like they're just owned and passed on through family. And I thought this used to be because, you know, um, Airbnb should have been on it from early. And they only recently also released a report about the bias as well in terms of like actually confirming that, yes, um, there is racism within the booking. So they've now got to put in loads of different kind of um, um, new ways that people can book or like more so. I think on Airbnb, there's a thing of, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like you can book it straight away yeah. as opposed to waiting for authorization from yeah. the person who owns it. So they're doing a lot more of that to kind of bypass people people being racist. Um, and overall, and like, yeah, I, I think it's that thing where it's like, yes, Airbnb in lots of different ways um, is uh, responsible for what um, they have on their site and things like that. But overall, once again, it's a bigger conversation. It's about uh, where we are. And to anyone that was fooled during 2020, this is what I mean. Like, nothing has changed. Nothing whatsoever. And um, this is why I can't wait for you to read my short story collection. There's actually a story in there called Broom. And it relates to this, but I want you to read the ending because it's truly what I wish for any of you that interact with um, plantations um, and anything of that ilk in this vein it's what I wish for you when you read that story know that I'm writing it from the space of this is what I want for you in your life so bear that in mind when you read Broom um and like you say somebody the writer here says though this initiative is a step in the right direction Airbnb had the opportunity to address this slave cabin issue when it was brought up to them three years ago what was the hold up before this announcement, there weren't any restrictions on Airbnb hosts that would omit slave cabins from being rented. On the other hand, it's not like the plantation property owners care about who's renting the quarters anyway, since they often repurpose the mansions and fields as wedding venues. That is why organizations like Slave Dwelling Project have been fighting to make sure these structures are remembered for their historical significance and not whitewashed like the rest of 1800s American history. And that's so important because a slave cabin um, is a slave cabin. You trying to do this whole thing of like, because you've already done it with the actual mansion, the actual main house where you're like, oh, this is just a beautiful southern home. Um, that you can use for your wedding so even though you've got plantation literally in your name you can have people like what's that one from um her and her boo ryan reynolds or is that one you can have them go oh even though plantation was in the name oh oh we didn't know it was just a beautiful home you can do all of that when it's the big house but a slave cabin is literally a slave cabin and again this is why when you're talking about critical race theory not being taught in schools and trying to whitewash history this is what happens like even talking about that going back to um that um demonic little man um somebody said what's happening to Tory Lanes is our modern day Emmett Till why did a descendant of Emmett Till's uh, kind of family have to come forward and say actually it's not so keep my family member's name out of your mouth because you lot aren't reading books you're not reading books that's why you think that there's any similarity with what's happening with Tory Lanes and Emmett Till. You do, clearly don't know what happened to Emmett Till. Because if you did, you would never make that comparison. So even black people are being failed on their own history, not just white people not being taught it. Nobody's being taught it and everybody's clearly mad. Mad. 
that's, let me see. Well, that's that for So You Mad, really, because to have more to say is just, I mean, that could easily be straw of the week, but I thought, let me put it there because whew, it's a lot. Um, okay, let's move to straw of the week because obviously we know that some serious, serious bits happened. Um, and we'll wrap it up. So for straw of the week, keeping it nice and, well, not nice because it's not nice, but short and to the point, basically. Um, I don't know what happened at the Asha Care concert. I really don't know. But somebody's planning was off. And I feel like it's racialized why that planning was so off. And the, the repercussions of the planning or whatever being so off and people's disrespect, just generally, generally also people who were attending, people's general disrespect when it comes to certain artists is getting out of hand. And now people have died. People have literally died because of terrible planning, but also people lacking respect, lacking boundaries, lacking all of that. And being like, why are you going to, like, again, I don't know all of the stories. So I'm very, very careful with how much I'm saying, but from what I'm reading, why are a lot of you rolling up to an event and don't have tickets and you're just going to storm the doors? And then other people are like, no, they oversold tickets. And if that's the case as well, God punish you because you did that. And now people are dead. So somewhere, somewhere, somebody's moved mad or a group of people have moved mad, but that's now part of Ashake's legacy. And that sucks. And that's disgusting. Like, how can your team around you or the people who are responsible for, for helping you put on the show be so negligent that people then die? as a result of it i'm disgusted i'm really really disgusted i think that um yeah i think i think as you said like it's poor planning in one place um and then on the other hand uh the people that rolled out with no tickets and was just trying to tin like it's funny um, and those two deaths are on on your hands and i hope they weigh heavy on your chest there is a real thing within um, again, I bring up advertising industry and I guess the, just the space of like influencer or any of those spaces and platforms, right? Where people, there's there's events on platforms, this, that, that or the other. And um, if it is a black event or black or brown event, shall I say, um, the care and the attention to detail drops. Yeah. And I'm not saying this as hearsay or speculation. I'm saying it as somebody who has been the creative of such and such a tour or such and such an advert on TV. Pull it this way. There are people within that, that industry that will say, oh, that Kevin, he's, he's so difficult to work with. He's a devil. When in reality, the translation of that translation of that is, I saw that you will put in mind and other people's safety at risk because the black or brown artists, performer, speaker, whoever that I had put in that position to do that thing, as soon as you saw it, oh, I don't have to worry about this. I see it on my own sets and I fire people all the time. Yeah. Um, because they turn up to set not taking things seriously because they're like, oh, it's a black director, so it's not, it's not that really, it's not that important. Then they come to set and see the thing and it's like they're underprepared. 
And by then they're like trying to backtrack and trying to get their thing on board and then I have to send them home. Even even when they've arrived and they're like, you yeah. and the stripey to like, you wouldn't speak to a white actor in that way. Why do you think that you can re- reference me and be like, you in the stripe, could you do this and do that? You are on set, so you learn people's names, especially if, like, the person that you're talking to is one of the main characters. What are you doing? Like, they, the disrespect is rife, and it's just... It's, but as you say, it's the moment that they go, oh, so this is going to be people, Black people doing things. Okay, yeah, well, you know, it could, I mean, I had that same similar thing at Bloomsbury Theatre, and I made no qualms with letting them know that. I had no qualms with letting them know that. Like, you gave me a tech guy... You're lucky that the show, the Bloomsbury show was going to be sick regardless, but you gave me a tech guy that because he saw that me and my team were black, you could just behave anyhow. Like you're arguing with the guy that's meant to be your second in command. You lot are arguing amongst each other over I don't know what. Meanwhile, I'm waiting to do my sound check and you're just doing what you, you like. You'd never be doing that if 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 it was um if you were white, if you were a white um performer, as I said, singer, whatever, ne- you would never be doing that. We'd never be doing that. And it's really, um, I've seen it so much over the years, as I said, from the different um, positions that I've been in for the different types of creative um, that I've done. From me walking into rooms and not realising that I'm the run one running the whole of that bitch and I'm the one that's saying, no, this is this. Yeah. This is how this budget is going to be spent. And just to be super clear with some of you, um, most like most you have sense, but to be super clear, I'm talking in the re- budgets in the reasons of millions, right? I'm talking about big boy productions, but I'm walking in the room and I must be an intern or this, that, or the other. Yeah. Or, or, as I said, on the other hand, um, it's to do with a particular arts, to do with a particular brand put together, um, bit by bit, um, budgets being chopped out of my like money's being chopped out of my budget all of a sudden and there's no real explanation or answer um, to it actually in fact years ago even when I I put um, you in that Samsung ad amongst other people as well um, they tried to do the same thing and there was a whole I don't know if I've ever told you this Um, big up um, um Molly, uh, the director on that, because we was in a room and the agency internally, um, because I put you on there, Candice on there, and Lady... There was that um, uh, bicycle. Yeah, I'm so Mm. sorry, it really escaped, her name escapes me. Um, So three black women um, and then there were three other um, cast members in that film. And Bit by bit, they were drawing money out the thing, drawing money out the thing, drawing money out the thing, and um, I was fighting and arguing for it, fighting and arguing. And then internally, I just think, you know, like the budget says, they're just nervous because I, I don't know how to tell you this, but basically it's three black women in it, so they're not sure they're going to make back their money on yeah. the thing. Okay, cool. I'll see you guys later. Where are you going? I'm not here for these conversations, you know. I'm not working on the disrespect. Nobody's getting dropped. Yeah. I'm not doing this. Why say big up Molly? Because Molly was like, oh, if he's out, I'm out. Got up and walked with yeah. me. Obviously, Tom Don was like, mm-hmm. see ya. And um, they got put me and was like, oh, no, we wasn't trying to be this. We wasn't trying to be that. It's just like, it's also going to be shown in Germany. It's also going to be shown in this part. 
cut to Tom again or Don. Oh, so are there are no black people in Germany. But what you're saying is that you know Germans are racist, but right. what but they but why are you denying them just seeing black people? Right, exactly. In short, though, we made up such a fuss that they were like, fine, we're gonna go to the client and see what the client says. Um uh, at the time it was this guy, I remember he's from Texas, and they brought it up and it was like, what are you talking about? Like what what I can't do a Texan advert yeah, yeah. Uh, advert uh, accent. Big up Nick though. Um <laughs> what are you talking about? We live in, this is 2017, like, this is great. Like, I love this diversity. And, like, the way that whole agency backtracked, and I was like, I have to get out of here. Um, But then even on the day of shooting that thing, um, certain people moved particularly mad. They didn't care. The effort wasn't there. The The makeup artist didn't even have trades for black people. And she said to me, oh, you look great as you are. I'm just going to dust a bit of powder on you. You don't need anything. Just dust a bit of powder on you. But um, anyway... Those are all those things, but you know, rest in peace, Rebecca Ikumelo and Gabby Hutchinson. Uh, Gabby has been misgendered a lot in news publications because uh, when they were alive, um, uh, Gabby went by he him pronouns. Um, so rest in peace, Gabby Hutchinson. Um, I think he was working security that night and got you know, trampled, uh, whatever, um, in the process. And Rebecca Ikumelo um, got hurt, well, you know, fatally hurt in the process, um, in, the, in the process, in that, whatever that was, that catastrophe, um, she got hurt as well. And she leaves, leaves behind two children. And I just, I brought this up in this segment because I wanted to say, like I said, a special suck your mum, Levis falling asleep, don't worry. Um, a special suck your mum to... All the people, um, like I said, who were meant to have been handling this um, event and they handled it very, very poorly. But on top of that, a special, special suck your mum for an eternity to the people that decided to jump on their burners going, but you're 33 years old with two kids. Why are you at an Ashakeh concert? What, What do you think motherhood means? Like, and this is my thing with a lot of you, like, well, not you lot, but the people that choose to have burners, you have these burners to say the things that you know are shameful things to say. Because why wouldn't you say it with your full government? And I just want us to go into 2023. If you know that you cannot say that thing with your government attached to it, your face right there, a picture of your face right there, shut up. Shut up. In the midst of somebody grieving, people are in shock at what happened. We haven't had anything happen like this in forever, I don't believe. Like, people are in shock. And if you've come with your nasty heart, your nasty... And some of you will know the people who are on these burners because everybody knows everybody. And so if these are your friends, you need to decide if you're going to take these type of friends into 2023 because they be... When we were talking about blessings earlier, let me let you know something about blessings. Your blessings, if they are destined for you, will not find you while you choose to keep absolute trash around you. And that's the way it's got to be. You do not deserve to have your blessings because your blessings do not want to come to a place of filth. And some of your friendships are filthy. Sort it out. But whoever you are that decided to get on those burners and and tweet those things about um, Rebecca dying, you're disgusting. The family have asked that if anybody has any videos from the event that they can send it to um, a particular email address. I'll add it in the show notes. Thank you, Annie. and um, any witnesses 
um, if they can provide a written statement, I'll add that in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, um, it seems like Sadiq Khan was the only person that even mentioned Gabby's pronouns properly. But like I said, a suck your mom goes out to um, anybody that was um, instrumental in these two people losing their lives. It will never, ever be well with you um, because I know that shit was racial. I know it was. Even again, right? Would, the, would you have drunk some Moderna's and said that about a man? From fatherhood. Do you get what? Yeah. It's just like you're. Why is a 33 year old man with two children out at an Asher Care concert? No, Does because that, he can be out. Right. He can have seven children. He can be out. He can be 69. He can be out. But again, this is how you know the places that people are. I was going to even say earlier in regards to Meg, I can understand now why people are pick me's. I get it now. I will never be a pick me, but I get why some people are pick me's because I understand the perceived safety that you think that you get from just going along with what men want. Because the moment that men feel threatened by you in every any way, what you have autonomy, you do what you like, you say what you like. Oh no, we've got to bring her down and not sure too. Imagine somebody saying. Oh, he should have just killed Meg and gotten 23 years if he's going to get up to 20. But these, like, imagine that reasoning that, oh, she could just die and, and that's fine. Like, that's how hateful some of these men are towards women that appear to be more successful than they are. And that is scary to me. Just like when them stupid motherfuckers decided to say, oh, um, a collection Ololi should be exterminated. Like, this is not a light thing. There are genuinely people that would rather you be dead than for them to feel intimidated by your self-actualization and your success. That is worrying. Um, and going off of that, on top of that, Afghanistan, mad thing, mad thing. And this is what I'm saying. Can you see the fear, the fear in women having education, girls having an education, having um a pathway to their own self-actualization and, and liberation, it being denied to them, because now you're saying that, you know, they, um, um, Afghan women can't go, the, you know, they're banned from going to university, they're banned from, what is it, going to college? School. Yeah? Yeah. No education for them whatsoever. It's scary to me. Um, it's scary to me, and we're watching all of this stuff happening in real time. And people will go, oh, if that was in my day, I would have never stood by and watched that happen. But this is your day. This is your day and the, and the shit be happening. It says here, Afghanistan, Taliban bans women from working um, for, well, that's um, a while ago, working for NGOs as well. So they don't even want anything to get out there. Um, like We don't want you helping anybody. We don't want any news to be anywhere. Um, but I'm Again, I'm going to say, I was going to say, I'm glad that these women are protesting, but they shouldn't have to. Why are they being denied their, 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 their human rights to education? Um, it says here, Afghan girls may now only complete school until sixth grade, um, but are barred from secondary and higher education. The move has sparked broad condemnation among the population. The Taliban announced on Yalda night, celebrated on winter solstice in Afghanistan and a wider region, that women will be barred from universities. Across the country, armed Taliban guards refuse women access to university buildings. Um, 
I'm shocked, said Nazifa Zaki, a student at Gore University in Western Afghanistan. Um, I feel hopeless because an entire generation, half the population, is being excluded from education. Masuda, a woman who studied in Kabul and hails from um, Jauzan or Jauzan province in Agast, um, this decision by the Islamic Emirate is unfair. In Afghanistan, girls and women may now only attend school until sixth grade. On Thursday, in some Afghan cities, girls were even sent home from primary schools. Female teachers reportedly lost their jobs. A gathering of school principals and spiritual leaders this week said women in Afghanistan should no longer be allowed to work as um, teachers or visit mosques, though an official decision has not yet been announced. Um, Numerous protests were staged by students and teachers um, following the ban. A group of male medical students, for instance, got up during an exam and left the room in protest. Students gathered outside various universities in Afghanistan to protest for hours. Dozens of women took to the streets in Afghan cities, chanting slogans like everyone or no one and education for all. The Taliban beat protesters to break up demonstrations across the country. Male university lecturers stopped working or quit their jobs in protest over the ban. Um, what's his name? Abidullah um, Wadak, who teaches at Kabul's mathematics department, was one of the first to quit. He saw no other choice. I could not reconcile this with my conscience. I wanted to show solidarity. Um, while he said he doubted the Taliban would be deterred by the resignation. He said he hoped many more would do likewise. And I think that that's really important. <laughs> I think that that's really important. And that's what you call allyship. He made an important point there saying, I don't think that this is going to deter what this, um, this government or this, what these people are doing who are in power. But if more people do it, then there'll be a thing. And I need people to understand that because sometimes when it's time for you to show allyship, you're like, oh, but it's not going to change anything. Yeah, that's what you think because you as an isolated entity. But if everybody did the thing that you're doing, there would be a big effect. And he did it regardless. He didn't do it to get any pats on the back. He just did it regardless. All the male students getting up and going. So I'm saying this because everything... Everything is connected. Everything is everything. We're talking about what's happening with Megan. She's on this grand scale. She's on this platform. But we're seeing in real time how intimidating it is for women to be armed with education. Because when you are armed with education, you are also armed with choices. And what they're trying to deny women and girls is a choice. If you're not smarter than your husband, you're not smarter than your father, you can't go anywhere. I think that. Um... Just back to the point you were making about allyship and real allyship, and if you are only if you are only joining in the protest because everybody else is joining the protest, like you shouldn't be patting yourself on the back. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like that shouldn't be your motivation. Your motivation should be you're so disgusted with what's going on, even if it's you one with your one board saying all men are blood clots. Yeah, with your one with your one. Um, or protesting that's what you should be doing because it's like that's 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 where the goodness of humanity lives that's how we change things mm. and then bit by bit it will build and like you know that's 
bravery attracts bravery. And oddly enough, again, back to your original letter, like it all comes back, it's all a big circle. It's like your, your wildest dreams are waiting to get going. They're at the door, like, girl, yeah we're waiting on you like but you're you're not coming and you're not you're not showing dressed up um and it's important to connect those things to understand that you just got to follow and do the right thing you've got to follow what your spirit is saying you've got to follow where you genuinely believe that you need to be to do the right thing and everything else i promise you will um fall into place it can't just be based on um comfortability it can't just be based on like what's the safest thing to do mm. does it make any sense we had a conversation the other day and I, I can't remember who said it or how we got to it but we got to conclusion that what we should be doing on this earth uh individually um as as mad people in common as friends and <laughs> family is to evolve to the point where we make god nervous mm. We were talking about that and like, how do you get to that space? It's like blindly following spirit, blindly following um, your mission, what your soul is telling you to do, regardless if there's a thousand people telling you no, oh, well, I'm feeling to do that because this is where I'm meant to be. Yeah. This is where I'm meant to be. Don't have bed bugs in your mattress. And Um, and, and afford Doritos. (laughs) That's by the by. That sorry, that's an inside joke. That's a random inside joke. Um, <laughs> you know, it up. That's a random inside oh, joke. Yeah, it just hit me. <laughs> sorry, Lev. Lev is like, stop making noise. Um. Hey. Well, that is our cue to wrap it up anyway. So a special suck your mum goes out to the Taliban because Malala got shot in the head for what? Like. No, change has not come even when you've seen the horrendous outcomes of your draconian um rules you're not willing to change and you can't deny women and girls their right to education so you can suck out for an eternity the taliban the dead as far as as far as i'm concerned um and yeah i guess that that's it um I, like i said i'll post these bits in the show notes when i send it out um send it off um as you know like i said live show in new york 13th of april the tickets go on sale on the 3rd of january so be prepared to get your tickets online um and those londoners who are then like oh well it looks like i'm booking a ticket and i'm heading out there well i guess i'll see you over in nyc um i think i'm i'll do another a sort of mingle slash party the day after or the evening after, but I haven't quite sorted what that will be yet or like a mini talk, but I'll keep everybody informed. Um, yeah, you can follow me on at Collection of Cop or at Say Your Mind Pod. Kevin? You don't have to follow me, you know. Uh, just, follow, just follow your spirit. <laughs> or if if you choose to. Oh, at Kevin Morosky. Yeah. At Kevin Morosky. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I've been Collection of Cop for. I've been king of the Virgos. Yes. And this little Virgo here has woken up from his nap. We've had a whole roller coaster this whole episode. He was awake. He wanted his Lego to to be built of a shark that's taking shape now. So him taking a nap and waking up and now nestled in my arms, wanting me to wrap this up. So, yeah. 
that's that. Um, you've been listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mom. And yeah, I guess that I will catch you next week. Yeah, catch you on the flip side. Peace. Bye. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy, yo Hard time scrolling for your long truths You might learn something you never know Could let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind